This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by NCIS, the National Crop Insurance Services. America's crop insurance agencies provide individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. With Farm Bill passage behind us, what's next? That's the question on many minds in farm policy circles today after sweeping House and Senate votes earlier this week. One obvious answer is to get a presidential signature on the legislation. House Ag Committee Chair Mike Conaway says he expects the White House to take care of that next week, and he has an idea of where it should happen. Well, we expect it next week, uh, given the, uh, the mechanics of uh, you know putting it on parchment paper and tying the bow around it, but uh, not yet. There's some possibilities of doing it uh, out in the in the real world, but stay tuned. So we don't really have a, a date yet or, or a time. Uh, given the shutdown potential, given uh, Christmas and everything else, probably the path of least resistance is uh, here. But uh, I would certainly like to, have, like to have it in District 11 if that were possible. There's also the matter of House nutrition provisions that were eventually stripped from the bill during negotiations. It is widely expected that the administration would address those concerns through rulemaking. Conway says that could happen as quickly as next week. I always had that backstop of what the administration could do. We'd rather have had it in law, but once the administration puts that rule in place and uh, those resources uh, evaporate that are associated with people not getting, uh, you know, being having to go to work or not be on SNAP, then, um, you know, that, that uh, makes it more difficult for future administrations to uh, reset that waiver abuse uh, back to the way it was under uh, President Obama and, uh, and moving forward. There's also the matter of trade assistance funding from the Department of Agriculture. The second round of payments was to be announced in early December, but there's been no news on that front. Ag Secretary Sonny Perdue says it's down to discussions between USDA and the White House Office of Management and Budget. I think this is a commitment that the president had made, and we'll be meeting uh, tomorrow about this issue, and we hope to have it resolved very soon. There's been talk of a potential reduction of the trade assistance in light of developments in global ag trade. Purdue says he doesn't think markets have recovered quite yet. Obviously, uh, the idea to bifurcate these payments were if trade decisions and tariffs have been reduced, then we may not need the rest of that. From my perspective, that's not the case just yet. We still even have the retaliatory tariffs between Canada and Mexico, which we are working feverishly to uh, overcome. But it's my expectation that this uh, uh, next facilitation program grant would be issued very soon. In a report published this morning, the USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service said Chinese buyers had purchased 1.13 million tons of U.S. soybeans. Those would be the first purchases by the country since the sit-down meeting between President Donald Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping at the G20 summit in Argentina. The Department of Agriculture is out with specifics on how it plans to allocate the $600 million for rural broadband deployment it received in the fiscal 2018 omnibus. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue announced rules for funding through USDA's new ReConnect program today. Our agricultural families and our rural families are entrepreneurs at heart. They do a lot of things and have a lot of things that they can market worldwide if they had access to that global electronic marketplace. And that's what we hope to accomplish. USDA Rural Development will deliver the program with help from federal partners. The agency will offer up to $600 million in loans and grants to qualified applicants. Chad Parker is assistant administrator of telecommunication programs at USDA Rural Development. Eligible funding purposes will be to provide for expansion, construction, or improvement of broadband systems across rural America. Funded projects must serve communities less than 20,000 people with no broadband service or where service is slower than 10 megabits per second download and 1 megabits per second upload. Jim Matheson is CEO of the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association. He says electric co-ops plan to participate 
paint. We've got about 100 electric cooperatives around the country that have made investments in broadband service already. We brought the lights on in the 1930s and now we're ready to bring broadband to rural America as well. The department will publish a notice in the Federal Register in February. The notice will detail when each of the application windows open. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Now here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by America's Crop Insurance Industry, which is thankful for the continued support of farmers, commodity organizations, rural businesses, lenders, and lawmakers who are fighting to maintain a strong farm safety net. Providing individualized protection on more than 311 million acres of farmland, crop insurance remains the smartest, most efficient way to secure America's food, fiber, and fuel supply. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.